Listener Production. The Luke and Sassy Scott podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we record this podcast, the Yulikit Woolen Clan of the Bunurwurrung, who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to our elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You are ridiculous. Don't do that either. I'm sick of you. You're a nutcase. I don't care, Luke. Look at you. You infuriate me as a human being. (coughs) Are you recording? Can I pick my nose? Luke, I'm sassy. Sassy. Scott. All right, Scott, we've got the Stubbs Brothers back in the studio. Welcome, boys. G'day, g'day. What's going on? Now, when we were away... After a full day of travelling, trying to get home, we're standing in a line. Ben, you tell us a story that I still get up and tell everybody almost every single day, anyone that will fucking listen to me. It is the funniest story in the world about you mistaking words for something else. So we're standing in that line <laughs> and the Gold, You're gonna have the Gold Coast Airport. Manning. Have you ever been to the Gold Coast Airport? It looks like there's a university right there. So that's pretty... It looked, that just reminded me of the Gold Coast Airport. So I went to uni there. I was doing a bridging course. Anyway, I'm in there on my first day and they do like a good, you know, break in the ice type thing. And it's like the two truths, one lie. So I was like, oh, yep. And they get, yep, partnered up. So I was partnered up with this lady, probably she might have been 24, I mean, fresh 18. Anyway, so, you know, two truths, one lie. I'm like, oh, yep, yep, blah, 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 yep. The chick comes up and she's like, um, I have a chocolate lab. And I was like, oh, that's easy. There's no way she's got a chocolate laboratory at her house. (laughs) And every time she's saying chocolate lab, I'm thinking Willy Wonka. (laughs) And so she's, I was like sitting there and chocolate lab. I'm like, whereabouts is it? And she's like, um, at home. And I was like, what, like in your house? (laughs) Yeah, in my house. I was like, oh, really? What the heck? Got a chocolate laboratory in your house. So it was one of the stupidest moments. Anyway, we turned around. The, la- the class lady's like, oh, yep, all right, bring them back to the front, blah, 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 carry on the lesson. It wasn't until after I realised, I was like, what the fuck am I talking about? You're talking about a fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> and mind you, where we grew up, we're from the bush, so it was just black dog, brown dog, small dog, big dog. <laughs> Not like fucking, Lab- what are they? Oh, Lab- like, you know, Scott's Poodles. What are they called again? Poodle Cross Kawasaki or what? <laughs> Whatever the muff they're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I hit my head on a wall a few times after that, but you know. Well, you, you come home and told me. Yeah, I come home and told him, Samuel, and he goes, and he's the whole time he's thinking chocolate factory as well. <laughs> like, that's just how we grew up. Like I've never. Yeah. Anyway, I think that was the first time in my life I heard chocolate lab ever. <laughs> She would have gone home, she would have been like, honey, I had to do this weird two lies, one truth today. And there was this little guy there and I told him about our chocolate dog, like our dog Barney, and, and this kid was just fucking fascinated. He kept going, where, where is it? How long have you had it for? Tell me more. She would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. Or something. In my head, I'm thinking, what suburbs is joining? You know, big factory just kicking back somewhere. It's so funny. You, you've made me remember one of uh, probably the most embarrassing, one of the most embarrassing days of my life. I ran a charity, an NGO, not-for-profit in Ghana, West Africa for about 13, 14 years. And 
I was always rallying and trying to get help and support here in Australia and overseas. You know, we used to get lots of funding. And and I'm not sure if anyone remembers the name Alexander Downer, but he was a deputy prime minister here in Australia. Um, and his wife actually sat on a board here and I connected to her and they asked me to come meet them one day when they were in Melbourne. They were from Adelaide. Come and meet us um, and we'll have a meeting and it would be great to connect with you. And so... They messaged me the name of the hotel that they were staying at and they said, let us know when you're here. (laughs) And where they were staying was, if you spell it, it's R-E-N-D-E-Z-V-O-U-S. Now, they've texted that to me. I'm just this little fucking boy from Mill Park from the hood. Now, this is the Deputy Prime Minister of Australia and his wife. And I said, I'm here. And she goes, where are you? And I said, I'm at the Rendezvous Hotel. She's like... What, honey? And I said, I'm at the Rendezvous. She starts laughing her head off and she goes, Alexander, Alexander, come listen to this boy. And I'm like, what am I fucking saying? So I start sweating, right? And she's like, Scotty, can you say it again? And she, she goes, I put you on loudspeaker. So now I'm on fucking loudspeaker to a whole room. And she's like, where are you? I said, I'm at the Rendezvous Hotel. And she goes, oh, honey, you mean the rendezvous? <laughs> and I have never forgotten mistaking that fucking word for something else. And I'm sweating now retelling that story. Oh, I going to say thing, mate. Ren what? Rendezvous. <laughs> rendezvous. <laughs> Stubbs, boys, thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. I'm uh, I'm obsessed with the both of you. Yeah, same. But you know what? This has been a pretty funny segment. I reckon a lot of other people are going to have a lot of things they've mistaken for, right? Oh, of course. Let's revisit this. All right, if you've got any funny stories, make sure you send them through to the Luke and Sassy Scott podcast page. Definitely. We want to know Instagram. If, we want to know if you've mistaken a word before. <laughs> like, oh, mate, Ben here with the chocolate lab, meaning that it's Willy Wonka's chocolate laboratory. It was a chocolate <laughs> Labrador. Or me, rend- rendezvous for Rendezvous. Um, if you've got another funny story, please send it in to the Luke and Sassy Scott podcast page on Instagram. Mm. And yet again, thanks, Stubbs boys. We love you. Stubby. No worries. Thanks for having us. Goes love bang. Scott's Back off. Spray. I have been sober for almost three years now. And a lot of people are pretty fascinated why I don't drink alcohol. And one thing during the last three years is I've never put my non-drinking onto anybody else. Like, I've never said, oh, because I'm not drinking, I don't want you to drink. Fuck, I used to love getting wild and having fun. And, you know, I take responsibility for myself. And You want a bourbon, my God. (laughs) Well, more of a rum. Rum. Rum was my thing. But I remember watching this TV show called In the Actors Studio, and I was just so fascinated and and saw something I really admired in so many types of artists and people, businessmen, businesswomen, who the one thing that they all had in common that I looked up to were those that said, uh, the day I turned sober or went sober, my life completely became fulfilled and to, not turned around, but just became far more richer and more, I had more fulfillment. Mm. And I remember looking at, watching that as a kid and I often would think to myself, that will be me, that will be my story one day. And we grew up around alcohol, like as, an, as Australians, you know, suburban Australians, you know, alcohol's part of our culture. And you know, I think that's, that's not a great thing, but that's just a lot of people's reality. And I wanted to take responsibility for mine one day. And an opportunity once presented itself to me where I said, today's the day where I stopped drinking. And 
It was one of the most fascinating things that I've ever gone through. I uh, I had emotions. I started to deal with emotions that I never actually experienced or felt before. What do you mean? Like um, I started to feel things differently that I had never felt before. I feel, you know, there's a sense of... Well, as in the feeling I'm going to give up alcohol? No, like so I would experience up. things with friends and family or in um, other environments where I would have an emotion towards something that had happened, but I'd never felt that emotion before because usually... So like a recollection. Well, usually in an environment I would have been... Drinking, so you'd feel differently. So then when you're not drinking, you're like, hang on. What Your point of view is a little bit different. What the fuck is going on around me? Mm. And some of them were very emotional. Some of them were really heavy. Some of them were very unfamiliar feelings. Mm. And then let's say we get to a point where I feel that same thing that I connected with with a lot of those, those people. My life, it's, I say it's not a coincidence why my life is so rich and amazing right now. There's so many great, wonderful things that are happening. But just last week, you and I were out and I experienced something that really fucking pulled on my emotional fucking heartstrings. And I felt very frozen in time and I felt very vulnerable. So Luke and I were out the other week and there was a lot of... um, hype and excitement around us, which is really exciting. You know, we meet people that are usually 99.9% of the time really positive and lovely towards us. One girl came up to me and she said, hey, what are you drinking? And I said, it's a lemon, lime and bitters. And she said, fucking bullshit. And I went, and I just found it really odd. And I went, well, it's not bullshit. Um, you know, it's what I'm drinking. And she said, have a sip of my drink. And I went, no, I'm okay. Thank you. I've got my own. And I said, I'm, uh, I'm actually sober. I don't drink alcohol. And she said, bullshit. And I said, no, I don't drink alcohol. And she said, take a sip of my drink. And she pushed a straw against my lips. Mm. And I went, no, I'm, I, I don't want it. And she said, take a fucking drink. And it was, it was at that moment where I, I know me. I'm a pretty tough, strong person. I've got a tough exterior and interior, right? And it's... I've never put my non-drinking onto other people, but all of a sudden I found myself in a position where somebody was putting their drinking onto me. And I felt so frozen and I, uh, I'm i sure my, my mouth wasn't frozen because I said, back the fuck away from me right now before I floor you on this fucking dance floor. And she just was so perplexed and kept trying to make me drink this alcohol. And I felt so sad for people that are suffering from, let's call it addiction or their own battles, and perhaps aren't as tough as what I am and would succumb to that type of pressure that they're in at that moment. And I'm thankful that I was able to fucking lean on my my sassiness and, well, fucking almost floor somebody for really making me so uncomfortable and putting me in a space that just did not feel right. And not long after, I came and found you mm. and the other people with, and I'm like, we need to get the fuck out of here. That just took a turn that I didn't really like. And I guess what I want to say is, you know, you never know what another person's going through. And when somebody says no to you, it fucking means no. Mm. And I'm I'm saying this to people that are out there right now that perhaps at times are finding themselves questioning or somebody else is questioning them. You just need to know you don't fucking answer to anybody. Don't worry about what anybody else says. Stick to your own lane because there's other people out there that are going to try and come in yours, but you're best off just staying in your own. And if I see you dare come into somebody else's lane when they don't want you there, you better fucking be ready for someone like me to floor you the fuck out of it. And I'm also asking everybody to stand with people like me against moments like that because it was so 
uncomfortable, but I'm so proud in how I was able to turn it around and not stay strong, but just didn't succumb to this fucked up pressure that this stupid little fucking bitch was trying to put me under. Sassy? Sassy. Scott. Scott, you are one to overshare, right? I don't overshare. I'm a sharer, Luke. Mm, We'll see if the people listening are going to agree with me here. There's something you're doing at the moment (laughs) and not always online. You're doing it in person when I'm in the house. It's pissing me off. Oh, my God. If you could only see Luke's face right now, you look like you're being very serious. I try to tell you how much it annoys me and you think I'm joking (laughs) and I'm not. How are you putting... Who up Marcus's bum? <laughs> it needs to stop, or if it's going to continue, you can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> you do not get to tell me what I can and can't talk about, Luke. You're happy to do what you want to do. Just don't post about it on your socials and don't wave this shit in my face that's from the freezer. I invite you to unfollow me on my socials if you don't want to watch what I'm getting up to. I don't follow you. Then, then how I, do you see that I'm putting it on I, my socials? Because I have to go back and just do research every now and then to make sure we're a brand together now, Scott. I've got to be mindful of what you're capable of doing. And oh, then for I, fuck's sake, you think me showing, having some shit in my freezer and putting it up my husband's bum is what's going to get us, you know, all this controversy or ever, considering everything else we've spoken about on here? Hold on. This is a perfect example. Scott, if you're yelling, it doesn't make you right. Everyone listening right now will know you're in the wrong here. I can it's whisper. disgusting. My husband's currently going through a fecal matter transplant. I want to take the headset off and just walk out of the room. Okay, great. I'll have my own cast. Do you want to explain it for a bit while I'm not no, here? No, stick around. You've got such a big opinion on it. Scott, you can tell me because I am fascinated. Are you? I am fascinated. I'm actually, I think that I need this. That's why I'm so curious. Well, do you start vomiting when you see no. the syringe full of shit? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. Have you shown it yet? Shown it where? Yeah. Online, the yeah. vi- in the videos. You've seen the shit? Yeah. yeah. When he first... So, no, you explain. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm no, the, just getting a bit angry week, again. me and Luke are just standing in the kitchen. I went, oh, i got something to show you. So I'm a bit excited going, oh, yes. like it's, it's ice cream. So a <laughs> listener sent something to our P.O. box or something. And then so I pull out... Look, Marcus has put, like, heaps of these really big syringes and they're full of human poo. But... Because I saw it for the first time. He thought the it way was... it freezes, it doesn't look like shit. So I thought it was like a Coca-Cola slushy. So I was like, I think you said it was slushies? an espresso martini. Didn't you think yeah. they were espresso martini? I'm going to hate myself for saying it, but it looked like something could be delicious, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It wasn't. And then Scott's like, it's Mar-. So he hasn't said it's the transplant. All he's gone is, it's Marcus's poo. And Luke instantly runs out of the house. No, he's not like, runs. I'm like, you're, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, I hate you. You're a fucking idiot. Why would you do that? You this keep trying disgusting. to make poo funny. Like, we've never had a brother relationship where we talk about poo together. We haven't. It's not funny between us. I it's talk not. about poo. Yeah, you send photos of your poo to me. It's not funny. We don't have I poo did that in America humor. because my poo was huge. And why would I need to know? Because I, I needed need to, to tell someone. Send it to Marcus or even better, put it up Marcus's ass. It was like 2am for him. Who else was I going to tell the fucking person standing down at the reception desk? Oh my God, it's a massive poo in your toilet in the I hotel room. I would rather that, yes. I don't want to know about your poo or what poo you're putting up Marcus. I want to share. And I don't think the world does either. Well, I disagree. Anyway, Mandy, you want to know about Marcus's um, fecal matter transplant issues she's dying? <laughs> I didn't realise what was happening. I don't even know what's come out of my mouth in the last two minutes. I'm so annoyed. 
Look, I'm getting sweaty. <laughs> oh, your palms are always wet. Knees weak, arms are heavy. Oh, there's vomit God. on his sweater already. No, though. there's poo up Marcus's ass already. <laughs> <laughs> my cheeks hurt. Oh, my God. Okay. So I want to know. <laughs> I want to know, firstly, uh, the actual scientific side of it. So what... Um, what's it for? Because it's like meant to be like if you have a bad gut, like if you've got bad gut bacteria or something, yeah. you put someone else's pleasure. shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing that we're into. Um, so Marcus <laughs> recently went on a health retreat. We've done them a lot of times. And it's something that's been brought to our attention quite a few times that you can go through this transplant, which restores the flora and all of the good bacteria that perhaps you've lost over years of having things like um, antibiotics and, and you know, poor gut health and poor diet. Um, you lose a lot of that really positive flora. And, and this is one of the only ways to get it back. They There's a donor place where people go and, I guess, poo into a bucket they test it, they mix it. It's very similar to blood donation, so the screening that it goes through. I'm also like a kidney transplant. It's even like, it should be even like, I've looked into it because they talk about it in the hospital a yeah. lot. It's yeah, different. you work in a hospital. Why it's is different when doctors are talking about it. Now I've got the vision of Marcus lying on the couch I've on his side you and show you. you defrosting shit from the freezer. Did you send the Do you even defrost night? it or do you have to put it in cold? Is it lukewarm poo? Yeah, oh. does it go in frozen? I just said lukewarm poo and now I've, I've put myself with poo. Scott! Oh. I don't like this content. Show me Scott. <laughs> what I was imagining is exactly what he showed me. Marcus on his side. Oh, my People God. People at home, Marcus is on his side. Scott's got a <laughs> syringe inserting shit into his ass. <laughs> now, listen, I'm a loving husband. And if he wants to go through this, I'm here to support him. And it means a lot to him. He's going through a really big health kick at the moment. Um, it was advised by, I don't know, fucking professionals. So who am I to judge him? I'm here to support him. It takes a strong person to... Like, take in your talking shit, but now you're inserting shit as well. Like, it's a double whammy of oh, shit Oh, you're here. funny, Luke. I do, I do need to know, Scott, is, yeah. can he just do it himself? Why do you have to do it? He can do it himself. 100%. <laughs> really? Scott, have you seen like, it? Oh, it's good content. No, so what he has to do, he gets like this long straw. It's probably about that long. And he has to lube <gasps> that up and put it inside his bum. And then there's these, and you have to defrost the pooey water that's in these two giant... Um, what are they called? Luke, you work syringes. in a hospital? Syringes. Giant syringes that are full of someone else's poo. Um, and you defrost that. And Does listen, it smell? When you insert the first one, Does you have it to smell? take... No, it doesn't smell. When you insert the first one, you have to take it out, but you put a kink in like the little <gasps> hose that's in his bum because otherwise it'll leak and squirt all over me. So then I have to quickly exchange that one and put the next one in. I enjoy so doing it. I had my feet up. So the photo he's just showed, I had my feet up on that couch the other day and he lost his shit at me. Yet he's inserting shit on the same couch. I have put multiple towels down. I've told him I'm scared about splashback, especially in my face, like if it splurts back onto me. Is so, this something you do in the bathroom? Listen, I've become really good at it. We're day six. I've become really good at it. I know that I don't get splashback and I know I'm, I, I have a really clean... Um, setting to do it, and I'm comfortable. He did say last night, can we just do it in bed? And I said, no, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> that's you where need, you draw the line. <laughs> Scott, you need one of those COVID masks, you know, those ones that people used to wear that were like off a shield? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you need one of those. I really do because I'm scared that when I take it out, it's going to go, like, I'm oh, going to get a little bit of a He also back. needs a social media ban so he can't post about it as well. You don't well. have to follow me. Lots of people are interested. 
I have one more question, Scott. How long does it take till it works? Like, it's day six, has it worked? Uh, he does up to 10 days. I don't know what happens after that, but I guess it starts working. It's just full of shit. I'm glad we had this chat. For someone who's not disgusted a lot, I think I've had enough shit chat. You know what's really, really becoming apparent to me at the moment, Luke? I'm not your monkey. I'm not going to be the butt of your jokes. So last night we filmed an ad for TikTok and you and I had an agreement that you were going to crack an egg on my head and hang on, wait, and the last line, I was going to crack an egg on your head. No. And you moved the goalposts as we went along. You said, no, I've got to get it in the car. It wasn't needed. I don't want egg on my hair. It was, it's not that it was needed or not. It's the fact that you and I had an agreement together with one another and you moved the goalposts. No one likes that guy. Stop being that guy. And if you are going to be that guy, I'll find another guy. No, that's not how I see it at all. How do you see it then? It wasn't needed and I didn't need a crack an egg over me. But I want you to now put yourself in my shoes. I had to cop a cracked egg on my head and it's given me a cut and a, which will end up being a scar on my face It now. was a little shell. And it's cut me. And that's why I didn't want to crack one on my head. That's Can't not, you see? But that's not fair. Can you see how for me it was like... No. You made it into being like this thing we do together and then you've left and I'm like, maybe he's just trying to make a joke of me. I didn't get mad that you got to stir the bowl. What? Yeah, like, we're both doing things that were separate. No. You had an egg smashed over you and I didn't. Anyway. And you had a huge sook. We had to finish it there. We didn't finish because you ran off to your room and <laughs> this is the funniest part, actually. I didn't even tell you. I was like, I want to hear what the prick says about me. So I snuck off just outside your and, room. And, and, and what you're did like, you hear me say? There's no fun with him anymore. Correct. It's no fun with him. <laughs> like having cue a message song. to Marcus. Mandy, cue the song. Whoop, do it is. Whoop, no fun. No, you run Make off. You've got this massive again. ego trying to film content now where it just wasn't needed. It wasn't needed, Scott. Can I chime in? I'm also going to say that, um, Scott, it wouldn't be funny if Luke was the one cracking the shits. Do you know what I mean? So, like, really. It no, I didn't want be... him to crack the shit. I, I don't care about that. <laughs> No, what I mean is be... it's not as in like if he was to have egg on his head, literally, uh, I mean, it's kind of like eh. But with you, yeah, we want to see you explode. Well, you got it last <laughs> night. You got it. Congratulations, Luke. You've pissed me off. It was ex- Surprise, surprise. It was excellent on my end. So you did it on purpose. You were never going to have the egg cracked on your head. It was exceptional if you ask yeah, me. It was excellent Stay and out exceptional. Of this, did you know going into it that that was a lie? Or were you going to do the egg or not? I was never going to do the egg. Stop oh. yoking around. <laughs> you were never going to do it. I was never going to do it. But I knew it was going to be good content. Stop ignoring me. I had to trick me. you into doing it. <laughs> I thought you were. I was never going to do it. And I knew if I said I would, would get you through by doing it. And it was good content and we and needed you so to do excited, it. And I was so excited and I was so happy to film all of the content. And then the last one, which you were going to have the egg, so you lo- right. it's, it's what mum taught me about you. you got to trick Scott a little bit, give him a little taste of the end, even if <laughs> you don't go through with that. it. Mm, she calls me a lot to go over this, actually. Mum! No, she... Mum! Oh, got a level squabble, Scott. It sounds like you and me literally and Trav and Pat rolling on the floor. Mm. Do you remember the days when we used to all, like, get an all-in brawl? Proper fights. How did we pick sides? It would change. Often. You would, you would change during the fight. You would switch around. But anyway, 
If you just heard that part, you know it's coming to the end of the podcast. Which is my favourite part of this podcast, the end. Yeah, I know. We got to say goodbye to each other. No, not that part. The sibling squabble. I'm following now. But anyway, we've had Olivia send in her sibling squabble to the Luke and Sassy Scott Instagram podcast page. And she sent this in, Scott. Okay, so one time my eight-year-old sister was just really getting on my nerves. And at the time I was cutting my toenails and my (laughs) intrusive thoughts just told me to put them in her mouth. So I did and she accidentally swallowed one and she ended up vomiting it up everywhere. And now she, to this day, still hates me for it and will not go near anyone who's cutting their toenails. You hate my toenails and fingernails. Well, why do they still grow like this? Why haven't you learnt? Because I've got good keratin in me. So do I, but mine aren't like, I don't know, little like claws. Luke's nails just grow so long, so sharp, so bendy, so round, so bizarre. No, they don't. They're quite, they're just normal nails. I have to nails. you so much and I just want you to come to the nail salon with me and get them I'm not going to the nail salon with you. Uh... That was quite easy for Olivia to send that in, wasn't it, Scott? Twas. Mm. So all you need to do is send it to the Luke and Sassy Scott podcast page on Instagram and go follow that while you're there. Do you know how many we're at right now? How many followers? Yeah, Scott? I think it was like 10.7, 11,000, something like that. Who's counting? I'm not. I am. So it's at 10.8 thousand, Scott. Okay. At time of recording. Mm. Yeah. What should we um, do if we get to 20,000? Um, ask more people to follow and get to 30,000. You know what I'm thinking? We should have a theme one week. Like, everyone has to come as, like, an avatar. What does that have anything to do? Maybe when we hit 20,000. So stupid. We're going to do an I episode. I thought he was just changing subject. No, when we hit 20,000 on the Instagram page. Like Avatar do- the movie? Mm. What's your obsession with it? You did this in 1999 or something like that. You went to a dress-up party. And you so the like movie wasn't out then. Uh, so <laughs> I did not. Uh, that'd be a nice theme, don't you think? Mandy's in for it. I see her nodding out there. (laughs) (laughs) Just dress-ups are a lot of work. I know. Aren't they? Well, it's about time you two put some effort in this. Actually, speaking of our Christmas party, the SCA Christmas party. I think we're busy this time. um, You guys said you wanted to come, and it's a dress-up. So that's cool. And you know, we may be away now. Anyway, because I was going to say, everyone. we really I, wanted to come too. Oh, we're going to make you seem like the popular girl. No, I wanted to work. be the popular gal in school. It's a Saturday. No, I was going to. No, it's a, it's a Friday, I think. But anyway, no, I was going to say, um, the theme is iconic 2023. So it basically just means come as something that's like been iconic from this year. And oh, I was going to say, such oh a my god, Luke, Luke, you can, can come, come as, as Scott. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> What we want you to do is head on over and leave a review. Yeah, on anywhere you listen to this podcast. So that might be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Listener. I was definitely going to say, you better say Listener. And I did. Catch leave you next a review. Don't fucking speak over me. Luke and Sassy. Sassy. Scott.